Hi, I'm Shauna Ray. And I'm Leah Hunt. And this is Kitchen Confessionals. Hi there again. Um, thank you for coming and listening to us another time. We, uh, the last episode that we did was leading up to the holidays. And mm-hmm. as of recording, the holidays haven't happened yet. So we thought it would be a good time uh, to discuss some of the ways that we cope with the stress of the holidays. And not just the holidays, but stress in general. Mm -hmm. And it's not a new notion. You've probably heard it before that we numb. We Mm -hmm. numb ourselves from the uncomfortable feelings. And so that's what's making us uncomfortable this week Mm -hmm. is the numbing Looking back on the numbing that we've done in the past, both professionally and personally, and then how things have evolved for us both, and maybe our hopes for the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with something really simple that I find really uncomfortable and stresses me out completely. And that is networking and approaching the holiday season. Mm -hmm. There are lots of holiday networking opportunities. Now we still do live in the land of COVID. We do. And there's not as many in-person networking events as there used to be. But when it's virtual, it's a lot easier to hide, turn off your camera and Mm -hmm. hide your wine. And I can honestly say I have done that. I have definitely done that. And for me, I've done all kinds of things to numb. But the numbing is because the networking process itself feels really unnatural to me. Mm -hmm. And... We've talked before about my, you know, truth telling and and being authentic and all of those things. And so networking to me seems really inauthentic. People aren't vulnerable. People are only, and especially at a professional networking event, they're pushing on you all of the reasons why you should think they're successful. So here's my title. Here's what I do. Here's mm. my here's my elevator pitch about my company. And Mm -hmm. what about you? And (laughs) I don't know if anybody's been on the receiving end of this. I certainly have. When you do say what you do and someone's not interested, they move on pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's my opportunity to gulp a little bit more wine (laughs) and feel a little bit more greased and uncomfortable about the fact that I think, I think that I'm inadequate for whatever reason. I have put my value in that person's perception of what I just said and whether or not it's valuable and worthy and all of those things. And I can say I have sat outside of an in-person networking event and stressed about going in Mm -hmm. 
and thought, do I even want to go in? Yeah. How much am I getting out of this? I mean, I don't enjoy it. I do like seeing the women and talking yeah. to the people. Right. And hearing about them, hearing about their stories. But the uncomfortableness for me about going to a stranger and saying, hey, this is me, and then them not thinking that that's successful, valuable, mm -hmm. you fill in the blank. Yeah. I can say that that's why I have numbed in the past. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it makes me uncomfortable. And so yeah. I could see in the future making those very minimal or making them smaller circles or, mm -hmm. you know, making it a mentoring circle or something like that, because it's the falseness that makes me want to numb. And mm -hmm. it is socially acceptable because at every networking event I've been at in person, there's always a bar. So, and it's not to say people don't numb in other ways, but professionally around the holidays, it seems socially acceptable in such a natural or perceived natural way to get together. That's, mm. that's it. That's, that's a successful networking event is when people are, you know, mingling and drinking. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that's the way our society works. And now that we're in a period of people rethinking what things look like and rethinking about our systems and, and anything that, that isn't working. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a, a time that we can think about changing those things. Yeah. What's been your experience? Um, so, so, so much of that resonates with me. I mean, I can, I can remember in a visceral way, you know, showing up at a networking event, getting my free drink ticket. So can we all just sort of like acknowledge, so we, we give people free drink tickets. Because the assumption is everybody's going to need a couple of glasses of wine to get through this fucking thing. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, so it's not, yep. it's not, it's not even like, oh, choose your choice. It's the default is here's your bar ticket. And at the beginning of any networking event, at least any of the ones that I've been, I make a fucking beeline for that bar. And yep. I, like I was joking with Shauna before, I mean, I'm standing there at this networking event with my my glass of wine um and or my pint of beer or whatever and i might as well be holding a fucking stuffed animal like it's it's a security blanket it's a thing that i am doing when i'm standing there and in my head i'm scanning the room looking for somebody i know looking for somebody that maybe looks like they want to talk to me like it's um so that, that idea of, it, like, I don't even like the word networking because I think it's such a loaded term. Like, it's so, like, even at, like, you can't see my face, but it's like I'm making a face like I'm smelling something yucky, right? Like, I, it's smarmy and like, oh, you know, here's my card and give me a call. I'll give you a deal. Like, it's like, 
and it doesn't have to be that there there's different ways to make connections. And I think Shauna, you, you sort of mentioned already this idea of like controlling that maybe it's smaller groups, maybe it's a more intimate circle. Maybe it's like, and I find myself not just seeking those ways and forms of connection out, but actually creating them. Um, in terms yeah. of the, 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 the specific kind of omnipresence of booze at all events because it is socially acceptable because there's a lick bow in every corner because, 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 um, I remember when I was pregnant with Simon, um, and it was early days in my pregnancy and I was at a week long, um, it was like a corporate training thing. And we all stayed at the this university it was like a residential program for one week and it was like a boot camp for leaders right and it was great like it was absolutely fucking brilliant and every night we would all go down for dinner together and everybody drank even though it was a monday tuesday wednesday thursday night because it's paid for you're right? away you gotta get your money's you gotta get your money's worth out of it and uh, or not my money's worth but i got i guess the shareholders money? I don't know. Anywho, um, the <laughs> point is, is I went and uh, went down early for dinner on the first night and asked to speak to the bar manager and asked uh, her, it was a woman, asked her to help me because I was pregnant and I was uh, not ready to tell my colleagues. This was not public knowledge and I wasn't visibly pregnant yet. And I said, so I'm going to order gin and tonics from you all week. And you're going to bring me tonic water. So, and I think about that now and I go, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I faked drinking. I faked yeah. drinking to avoid an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> That's a right? lot of effort. <laughs> That's fucked yes. up. That's fucked up. And it's because, and, and I'll be the first to say, <laughs> I've, I've been on the other end of that, that, um, what, I don't know what the right word is, that criticism that equation. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on the other side of that where I have been the person who at an event, as I'm topping up people's drinks or asking who wants what to drink. And someone says, a woman, a woman says, I'm okay. I have said, oh, really? Anything you want to share with us? So You've said that. I fucking said that. I'm a piece of shit. I'm no, learning I, and growing. And you're not the only one. Would, and now, uh, no. And, and, but, but it's exactly because I did that and because I think a lot of people do that, that I acted the way that I did when I was pregnant because I knew that if I said no thank you to a drink or I'm not drinking or whatever and we were staying overnight so I didn't have to drive anywhere Shauna because that's the only other mm -hmm. really socially acceptable reason is oh I have to drive people would feel entitled and comfortable to ask me to explain myself and booze is the one uh <laughs> drug that we feel entitled to know 
why are you not drinking? Because drinking is the norm. And yeah. we, you know, th- this, this conversation around numbing came out of our last episode around expectations. And it really yeah. is the expectation that if it's a party, if it's a social event, if it's a work event, everybody's getting a bit greased. Um, and it begs the question, why, (laughs) why, why do we need to not like for, why do I need that security blanket, that stuffed animal, that glass of wine in my hand to help me get through like, what, what the fuck am I doing there? Right. Well, I would say that it is the ultimate salve on the mm. wound that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, you and I have talked about this. It's not just booze. It's no. overworking. It's scrolling on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's over-exercising. Um, I can remember someone inviting me out on a Saturday night and I said no because I was going to work out on my own when no one else was at the gym because I was okay. obsessed at that time at that time. with yeah. working out. That was how I would deal with being uncomfortable going out would be. And then I was also obsessed though with not eating. So making sure mm. that my uh, workouts were you know, strict but also my yes. eating was strict and that meant right. limiting my alcohol intake or having for the, for you know, ca- vodka like, and soda. But for calorie reasons, like it was about calorie counting right. versus, okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So also numbing the uncomfortable, uncomfortableness I had with my body, right? Yeah, okay. The expectations yeah. of other people on my body. Right. So um, as we approach the holiday seasons, the season this year, I can tell you it is um, natural and, and uh, a celebration. Um, yeah. And, and booze is a part of that for my family, for my family of origin, for my grandparents on both sides. Alcohol has always been, uh, you know, a way to celebrate uh, uh, something that you have at a hockey game or when you're watching hockey or when you're celebrating New Year's Eve or when you get a job, you know, this great promotion mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Booze is the way that you celebrate. It, it is comfort. Uh, interesting that it's a comfort when you're actually uncomfortable. So the uncomfortableness. Oh, okay, yeah is the reason and i've talked openly before my family never talked about any feelings so pushing any kind of feelings that that you have down booze is the easiest way for Mm -hmm. us for our family but then it comes out then then your you know defenses are down and your emotions are high and people get into fights because then they spew out everything that they've held on to for the last 20 years right. <laughs> at one Christmas dinner. Right? Can Here's anyone relate? Trauma. Come on. <laughs> yes. That I haven't processed yet. Yeah. And you have no idea about. Uh-huh. And I'm going to spew it now when everybody's been drinking. Yep. 
I'm going to spew it when everyone's been drinking Mm -hmm. so that it's not so bad. And then I can use that excuse later on to say, oh, yeah, I was, you know, emotional and I was drinking. Yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I won't do that again. That was Patricia. That wasn't me. Right? Like this is (laughs) the- my alter ego. Yeah, no, that that doesn't sound like no, that that sounds awful. That that sounds like that was Patricia. That wasn't me. Um yeah. And being I, with family is uncomfortable, right? And so in a lot of instances, in a lot of families it can and be. around a yeah. table. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable because there's a lot of unprocessed feelings. And like you said, trauma. I mean, we hold on to those things. What we don't realize is that it holds on in our body. It's still there. It clings to us inside. And by pushing it down, it doesn't make it go away. It, it's still there. It What's is. been your experience? So um, I, I mentioned this in the last episode briefly. And, and I mean, this is, you know, sort of an episode about how we numb and avoid discomfort. And the manner in which you do that could be lots of different ways. And I think um, I'm heading into this holiday season for the first time sober. Uh, So um, I made a decision. So proud of you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm proud of me too. I made a decision that I didn't like how I used alcohol. Um, and I say the word use very deliberately because I was not having a drink anymore. I was using alcohol, um, to numb, to mark the end of my workday, to blow off steam, to have a relaxed evening at home, to deliberately lower my inhibitions to deliberately put my mind in a state where I didn't where not where I didn't have to think about my problems but where I couldn't I was looking for that kind of impairment (laughs) and and I decided that 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 needed to change and so It has been revelatory in uh, a million different ways. And I give it zero stars and also cannot recommend enough. So, <laughs> um, and that's my, that's my, that's my trip advisor review. Uh, zero stars, highly <laughs> recommend. Um, <clears throat> that's a very confusing now, one, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's a real mind fuck and really <laughs> important. Um, so, but, but what it has really allowed me to do is think very, very clearly about how and why I numb and when I numb and, and even the extent to which other things are there. So, um, I would say very early in my recovery, I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's every night. Um, And it was delicious. And I enjoyed every moment of it. Don't regret it. And (laughs) 
also was replacing booze with ice cream. Like I was still numbing. I was just using something different. And so it's been a real process because I think it really has revealed at different points in my life, I've used very different things to numb. Food has been one of them for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, From a young age, I would say, sort of using food to feel full when I felt empty. Um, uh, I have used exercise for sure. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when Fiona was ill, it was like, that was my outlet. Um, because I, I, and I used to work out so hard, Shauna, that I would, I, I couldn't think about anything else. All I could think about was how am I going to get my next breath? Like, and that was my goal was to punish my body so that all I could do was just try to stay alive. Um, I have used work. I have, you know, I have jokingly in the past that I'm a recovering workaholic. It's not a joke. It's, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, work has had a hel- unhealth at points in my life. I have used work. Um, and I have used activity. And activity, uh, I think, is the, in the absence of that activity heading into the pandemic is what really began this process for me. So I think it's been a long time coming for me. Uh, But the pandemic, again, zero stars, do not recommend, and forced me to take a look at my life without that busyness, without that activity, and forced me to reckon with how I coped with that. And spoiler alert, everybody. I didn't cope great. I became, (laughs) and at the same time, I was killing it at work. I I think Mm. that this, I think the way that I was using alcohol at the time that I made the choice that I made, Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't rock bottom. I was showing up to work every day. I was, doing a good job. I think a lot of people that I've spoken to have been surprised. Um, and the reactions have been mixed. Um, and I, I think we've talked a little bit, you know, well, we talk all the time, but about the fact that sometimes there's a lot in how other people react to what you're doing. So mm-hmm. you're yeah. choosing to, ha- to, to sort of go into these holidays. And I know that you have made some changes, not the same ones that I have made. Um, but what have you, what have you seen and experienced over the years as you've made sort of changes in, in how you use, whether it's food, exercise, booze, activity, like it tends to cause a reaction when we change our behaviors, right? Yes. I I remember my mom saying to me, why do you have to be so busy all the time? She would come to visit me. Uh, And even when she came to visit, uh, I would be busy, meaning Mm. I would plan all kinds of stuff around her visit. I've had relatives come and stay, and I planned all kinds of things around their visit. Uh, I wasn't available because also being with them made me uncomfortable. So okay. being busy made it well, gave you something so to much do. easier not to have to deal with anything. 
Yeah. Right. But I think um, I've talked about it actually on the podcast about, and if I haven't, I did talk to you about it where <laughs> six weeks in the pandemic, I was mm-hmm. booze free. And, yeah. and it was because I knew I needed to in yeah. order to think about and deal with all the things that I had pushed down through the years because yeah. I had childhood trauma that I didn't even think was trauma <laughs> that I just thought was my life, you yeah. know, and things that I blamed myself for and, you know, things that carried over into my adulthood that were really stunting my own personal growth. And so I needed to not have booze and be alone in the house while Dan was at work and working from home. I just needed mm-hmm. to not be drinking. And yeah. um, it made me really clear-headed about a lot of things. And I agree, zero stars, but the results <laughs> are like- Oh, five stars. Growth. Highly Incredible growth. <laughs> yeah. it's The growth is like yeah. unbelievable. And, and then there's like this almost- you know, taking a huge backpack off that's, that's been, you've been carrying your whole adult life. And I have only, um, recently been able to have only a few drinks and leave Mm -hmm. or have a couple of drinks at dinner and go home and not finish a bottle once I got there. And I yeah. don't mind admitting that because that was my reality. And Dan and I are not, you know, he'll have beer when he watch. He calls it dad beer because it's, it's like Molson. Like about 50 or something 5%. gross? Okay. Yeah. No, okay. it's like, it's just Canadian, 5%. <laughs> he, okay. he, likes right. the, uh, he likes the IPAs that are like 8% I was going to say, so it's like it's not 6%. a bone shaker or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. That's what he loves. You know it. Uh and we both, and, and I mean, to, to Dan's credit, I, I think I've mentioned this. We do two twice a week check-ins with each other too. Yeah. And I think that that's part of it is checking in and saying, you know, I don't like how much booze you had, or I don't like the way that you were when you had when you were, that many. When you were a bit greased. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and now we're talking about strategies about how to be with our family as we go into the holidays and, and we have a, a Christmas that we travel to be with folks this mm-hmm. time. And then we have guests that are coming uh, that we don't see all the time. And, and that's my brother. And, and, you know, we have lots of, we don't know them and we, I want to know his kids and they're coming. So, you know, how do I make it okay for them to be open mm-hmm. and, you know, and how do I, uh, be a good example of of not numbing, right? Yeah. That's a big thing in my mind is as I'm not a parent like you are and many of people listening, I do think about my niece and nephews and how they view me and and me as an example of an adult that isn't their parent, right? Like, yes. so, you know, here here's Auntie Shauna from Canada does she, you know, she numbs her feelings or does she talk about them? Mm. So we'll see. (laughs) 
I don't have a spoiler yeah, alert because yeah, I, I don't know I, how it's going to go. <laughs> no, no. And I think, I mean, so heading into the holidays, there's parties. And I mean, yeah. well, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, who the fuck knows, right? We could get locked down again and um, whatever. Uh, we can talk about yep. vaccine inequity and how this is all our our own fault. But um, true, we have to really. I think I would suggest, a, I guess, a couple of different things. So, um, as the person who has been that girl who has said, "Oh, anything you want to tell me," so let me be really clear. Um, and I will speak for myself and then, you know what? You got to do your own work. Think about it. Um, my sobriety is mine and it is something that I own and am responsible for. Um, and every day is a choice and if I choose to have a drink, it will have nothing to do with anybody else. So let me be really clear. Um, if you live with or love someone or encounter someone who chooses not to drink for whatever reason, and let me be clear, you have no right to ask them why. It's none of your goddamn business. Don't ask. Ever. Full stop. Good advice. Respect their choices and respect the fact that if someone has shared with you that they are sober, like I am right now, and you see me out at a bar with a glass of wine, you also don't have the right to come up to me and question, I thought you were sober. This is, this is what it comes down to, folks, is everybody's... And I know we don't... I know we don't give advice. And I feel like I'm, I'm walking that razor's edge right now, Shauna. So feel free to like, you know, end scene at any moment. But I feel passionately about this because I was that person. And I have empathy and love for that version of myself. And I'm sharing this version of myself because I will do differently. When you know better, you do better. And we are all doing the best we can. And the holidays are hard and people numb in different ways. And some people will wear their sobriety on their sleeve and be very candid about it and open about it. And some people will not. And neither one is right or wrong. Um, and, and that applies to everything. <laughs> if somebody goes out for a fucking five-mile run on Christmas morning, let them. Whatever. Who, who fucking cares? Somebody eats the entire box of sugar cookies? Whatever. Who cares? Uh, the, well, the only thing people you can are control be, is People yourself. are going to behave. That's right. That's right. And we can control ourselves and we can pay attention to what feelings that brings up in us. So, perfect example. Yeah. If... If I say no thank you to the sugar cookies, okay, well, it, and that creates discomfort in you, 
pay attention to that. Because that sounds like something you might want to lean into. If me saying, no, I'm not drinking, brings up something for you, you might want to pay attention to that. Not in a judgmental way, but just in a way that everybody's making different choices that are the are right for them. Does that make sense, Shauna? It does. I, I just, I, I would also like to say something really quick about, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on, um, I shouldn't say pressure. I think all of us want to do the right thing and be good allies. Mm -hmm. And, and, and me personally, uh, I can say that, um, there are members of our extended family that I would like to stop from saying racist comments and things like that at, at a, at a celebratory meal. Okay. However, it's going to happen. Uh, I, I also know mm -hmm. that you can't reason with a drunk. So I would say to people only think about the return on the investment that you will make on your allyship, meaning is is what you're going to say going to be gentle enough to fall on the ears of the person so they don't feel completely outed in front of the family and, and then want to numb themselves? So I would just say think about it. And yes, mm. you know, yes, we should be calling folks out. However, uh, worry about your safety too and think about, you know, what, what is what. What does that look like? And and am I brave enough this year? Am I brave enough this year to do that? And it's okay if you're not. I, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I, There's lots of holidays and lots of times. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I <laughs> They're not really going to stop being a racist because of one thing, you no. know, that you say this Christmas. I love that because I know that oftentimes what makes me, what incites the most anger for me and reaction for me is usually seeing in someone else a version of me. And so... The reflection. Yeah, yeah, it's the mirror that's held up. <laughs> and so just pausing, uh, just pausing, I think is is all you can, like, in terms of control, what can I do? I can slow down. I can pause. Um, and go inside. Go in inward, I would say. <laughs> go right? inward. I. Yeah. And the thing is, is you may still numb. Like, I. Yeah. There's nothing. It, and, and that's okay. And that doesn't make it right or wrong. It's a process. It's a progress. I'm fucking 43 years old and I'm like a newborn baby with this thing. I'm a newborn baby. I can't hold my own head up yeah. yet. Like I, I'm still, like I still it's got an dirty awareness diapers. Like too, I'm a right? nightmare. Right. And, and, and so community becomes so important and, and I think that's why this idea of numbing is not about us telling you don't numb or don't do this or do that or don't. It's it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about the realizations that we have come to 
and what we're continuing to learn. And even with all of that, it still feels awful, guys. It's, it doesn't mean the discomfort goes away, but it changes, I think. It's changed for me, Shauna. It's still not easy or fun, uh, but it's a different kind of discomfort. And it's, it's that, you know, zero stars as an experience, five stars as an outcome. <laughs> like, I, th- I think, that's too, what it is. for me, that, that the, you know, when you talk about the reflection and you see mm-hmm. yourself in someone else, for me, mm-hmm. the discomfort comes, like the, the sitting in it comes, the uncomfortableness of the shame yeah. of myself my former self and and owning that, owning that. that's honestly mm-hmm. to me that's been the fucking most difficult part is yeah looking at the shambles of you know shit <laughs> that i have left in my wake really and and the the shit that i've caused my own life trip myself up so yeah. badly <laughs> all by my own design and yeah. and and then trying to work through loving yourself as you've mentioned through self-compassion and you know it's all a work in progress though holy fuck i'll tell you fuck i don't love i don't love having that mirror shining in my face i hate it but so i you know i gotta read this one thing because the mirror piece so on i had a really good friend of mine uh, send me one of these sort of like inspirational messages uh, when I hit six months sober. And it says, okay. getting your shit together requires a level of honesty you can't even imagine. There's nothing easy about realizing that you're the one that's been holding you back this whole time. <laughs> and I... I, if I had the capability of crying, it would have brought me to tears, I think. But it, it hit and landed so hard in such a profound and real way. And that's, it's that ownership, it's that sitting in it, and it's that ability to forgive and love ourselves, even mm-hmm. past versions yes. of ourselves that we look back at now and we go, oh, fuck, I don't like that. I don't like what that version of me did. And I was doing the best I could with what I know and mm-hmm. would do differently the now. The tools you had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll leave it yeah. there. Um, that's, yeah. a lot to, that's a lot to um, digest, I think, for folks and us too. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I'm going to go lay down. Wonderful. I'm going to go lay down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go have some. Uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies or something. Um, yeah. We always appreciate hearing from you, though, um, <laughs> because your reflection of you know, what what we're saying, is it resonated with you? Is it something that, that you feel, too? Are you going through something similar? Are you on the precipice of something big? We'd like to hear it. Um, kitchenconfessionalscontact at gmail.com. You can message us too on Facebook Mm -hmm. and on Instagram. And uh, once again, happy holidays. And um, we shall speak to you 
soon and bye for now. Bye.